everyone, and welcome to All Aboard Golf. My name is Drew Warner, and I am here with Caleb Roberson. And today, we are very excited because we are going to take you through all 18 holes at Los Angeles Country Club's North Course, the host of next week's U.S. Open Golf Championship, the third major of 2023. Uh, this is a really exciting one. Caleb and I are pumped to dive deep into LACC because not a lot is known about it, at least to the public eye. And uh, we're looking forward to taking you through all the information we have to share. Thanks for hopping on board. So brief history on LACC before we get involved in the hole by hole. Uh, the course actually started, well, a club started in 1897. And basically a bunch of guys in Los Angeles got together to form a voluntary organization to encourage the playing of golf in the area. And so that was the original group of people that founded what would later become Los Angeles Country Club, though it was originally known as the Windmill Links and then the Convent Links for a number of years after that. The course existed at two different sites in that period of time between 1897 and 1911. Uh, in 1911, it officially moved to its current site uh, in Los Angeles, pretty much right in the heart of what is now downtown Los Angeles, but back then uh, was a little bit more sparse. Uh, regardless, the clubhouse was laid out. Uh, it was brought over from the second site the course was at before, and uh, the original 18 holes were also laid out at this time in 1911. Uh, LACC is not a course that is in the public eye very often. It hosted the Los Angeles Open, which is now known as the Genesis Invitational, on the PGA Tour in 1926, 1934, 1935, 1936, and 1940. But since 1940, we have not seen a professional event held at Los Angeles Country Club, and the course has changed quite a bit since then, uh, so it should be very exciting to see something we don't normally see out in the public eye uh, for the U.S. Open this year. In fact, the only golf we've seen at Los Angeles Country Club would be the 2017 Walker Cup, which is an amateur golf competition that pits the United States team versus the Great Britain and Ireland team. Um, and that Walker Cup actually featured a, a large number of stars who we'll see playing the U.S. Open next week, including Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Maverick McNeely, Cameron Champ, uh, and others that will be in the field. So we'll see how things go for those players, but they do have a bit of experience at LACC, which is more than most players will likely be able to say heading into the uh, next week's tournament. Uh, one cool thing about the North Course, it was originally designed by George Thomas, who also was the designer of Riviera, where the uh, Los Angeles Open has is, is historically held, where the Genesis Invitational nowadays is held. Um, and Bel Air Country Club, which is also in Los Angeles. And so three really well-known courses, three very famous designs, all designed by George Thomas in the Los Angeles area. Uh, George Thomas, interesting story in general. He was a military veteran who came back from war and was very disillusioned with his experience. And he moved to Los Angeles when he came back because he felt like the weather was nice and it was a healthy environment for him to live in. And obviously, as golf fans, uh, we selfishly got some awesome golf courses out of his decision to you know, spend his time following the military in, uh, in Los Angeles. But the North Course was renovated in 2010, or, be, you know, it opened in 2010. The process began back in 2006 to renovate the course to kind of restore George Thomas's original vision, which had been lost kind of over the course of the 1980s and 1990s. Um, so that involved a lot of tree removal and it involved a lot of emphasis on angles and open fairways and runoffs and rugged bunkers, which we'll, we'll talk about throughout these holes. But uh, the course was basically set up very differently 
um, in the 80s and 90s to how it was originally intended. And a team led by Gil Hans really did a great job of restoring this course. So similar to how Caleb and I talked about Oak Hill for the PGA Championship earlier this year, being restored back to the original Donald Ross vision. That's pretty much exactly what Gil Hans has done here at Los Angeles Country Club and tried to restore the ideas that George Thomas had for how players should play these holes. And from pictures, I've never been out there, but from pictures, it looks like he's done an absolutely awesome job. So this is a major championship that I'm very excited to watch. All right, without further ado, I will share my screen and uh, I will get us back on the uh, on, on the hole by hole. All right, so like I said, this is going to be the North Course at Los Angeles Country Club. There is also a South Course, which was recently been renovated by Gil Hans and team as well. Uh, but the North Course is kind of the more famous one and is the one with the U.S. Open will be played this year. So the first hole uh, is a par five. And one of George Thomas's biggest design philosophies is that he likes there to be an easy hole first, followed up by a really hard hole second. And you see this at Riviera, really short par five in the first hole, long par four in the second hole. We also get this at LACC. So the first hole is just up on a plateau by the clubhouse, and it's a 578-yard hole. It's downhill. Uh, it'll be reachable one two for most of the field. So the green is basically protected by a big rugged bunker sort of in the front left of the green, uh, and the green slopes from front to back. So if you do hit in that bunker, you'll be chipping downhill, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But as long as players avoid that bunker, it's a relatively flat green. Um, it does, again, subtly slope from front to back, but nothing crazy, and it should be reachable on two for most players. So look for players to basically make a lot of birdies here. And I think even though it's a par five, this hole really plays more in the neighborhood of a par four and a half. The same is also true for the second hole, however, and it is a par four. So it is a 497-yard par four. Uh, and it's just a really, really long hole that requires you to hit the ball in the fairway and try and get as close as you can to this green. Uh, so one of the, one of the things that George, uh, Gil Hans did in restoring George Thomas's vision for the course was bring what's known as a barranca into play. And if you're able to look on screen, uh, you'll see it in front of the green here. But a barranca is basically a, a thin, lo like long, low, dry creek bed. And it's filled with sand and native grasses and different tufted plants and, you know, various different things. Very reminiscent of what you'd see off the fairway at like a Pinehurst number two in North Carolina, uh, as opposed to traditional rough. So this barranca basically wind throughout the whole course because essentially holes three through eight are down in a ravine. And there are a number of holes on the back nine that are also down in a ravine uh, before emerging up on the plateau where the clubhouse is and where numbers one and two are, like I just mentioned. Um so there's a barranca that kind of crosses in front of the green on this hole. And that's kind of the biggest challenge for players. You know, the hole is pretty straight. It's just long. Um, if you hit the fairway and you're able to cover the barranca, you can get on the green. Uh, however, it is a very long hole. And if you do miss uh, anywhere around the green, you're going to find yourself either in some tall native grasses or bushes or short in the barranca. Um, and so we would expect players probably look at this hole as like a par four and a half. We'll see a lot of bogeys here and um, you know, birdie would be an unbelievable score here, but players will be trying to make par at two. Moving now to number three. Number three is a 419-yard par four. Uh, it's a semi-blind tee shot, so you can't see the entire green and fairway from the tee. Uh, and this is a great hole. It slopes, you know, the fairway slopes hard from left to right. 
Um, but ideally you want to be on the left side of the fairway to have the, the best angle into the uphill approach shot into this green. Um, so you'll see players, you know, doing their best they can to keep their ball up on the hill on the left side and stay in the fairway. So they have that angle in, um, and you can, you know, play the ball down from the right, but the angle is going to make it a lot harder for you to get closer to the hole. And that's going to be the biggest defense of a course like Los Angeles country club. It's not, it, it is a long course, but it is a wide open course. The fairways are not super tight. Uh, there are reports out there this week that the rough will not be as long as it is for other U.S. Opens or has been for other U.S. Opens in the past. Um, so you can play the ball from down on that right side of the fairway. It's just your angle is going to be much more difficult. And I think it brings a little more trouble into play because you're going to be hitting over bunkers that are kind of short right of the green. And it also is harder for you to get the ball closer to the hole um, than it would be from the left side of the fairway. And that's true for almost every hole in this course. Angles are so important because there's not super thick rough and there's not... Um, there's not super tight fairways. It's not all about who can be, you know, the most accurate off the tee and who has to chip out of the thick rough. It's everyone's going to be able to hit their second shots for the most part. It's just a matter of how good is your angle and how close can you get the ball to the hole. Um, and that's kind of a fun, awesome way, I think, to determine a champion. Uh, so that's, that's what makes me really excited about this course. But uh, this green is a large green. It's very severe. Uh, Jeff Shackelford, who helped Gilhans on the renovation project back in the, you know, around 2010, basically described this green as being the shape of a molar, like a tooth. And you can kind of see it uh, you'll, when you'll see it on the telecast, you'll see there's a big you know, kind of loop around the back of the green and two kind of wings up front that look just like a tooth. All right, we'll move on next to the par four, or excuse me, the par three fourth hole. Uh, it's a long downhill par three plan about 230 yards. And it actually plays right next to the famous singer Lionel Richie's mansion. So again, that gives you an idea of this course is a total oasis in the middle of some of the most valuable real estate and city life really in the entire world. So it is pretty unbelievable that this place has remained untouched and, uh, you know, it's such a gem in the midst of a relatively urban and residential area. But this green basically is going to be like an island uh, amongst the Barranca, which is kind of short and around to the right of the green. And then there's a bunch of native grasses uh, and bushes and a big bunker to the left of this green. So players are going to have to fly their ball all the way up onto the screen. It's all carry. There's no, there's no place to kind of bail out or leave it. Like if you miss the green, you'll run off the green into one of the runoff areas and into the Barranca or into the native grasses or into some bushes. So it is a hole where you just start trying to hit the green and get out of there with your par. Two putt par would be a very good score on the fourth hole. Moving on to the fifth hole, it is a 480 yard par four. Uh, the hole is pretty straight, but like number three, it, the fairway slopes very heavily from left to right. Uh, and so it favors a draw off the tee if you can kind of keep it up on that left side. There's four big palm trees uh, kind of way back behind the green that you can see from the tee box, even though the fairway is kind of blind. Um, and really aiming at one of those palm trees in the distance up on the left side of the fairway is, is a great way to keep your ball uh, with the appropriate angle into the hole. Because there are bunkers right of the green and short right of the green, but there are no bunkers left of the green. So on the left side, you kind of got a green light to get close to this pin in a way that you won't if your ball is down on the right side. Oftentimes, I think we'll see the USGA maybe set up some uh, some difficult hole locations in the front right of the screen that's going to be hard for players from any angle to get to. Um, so they can set this hole up to be a birdie hole if they put the pin on the left, or they can set this hole up to be a bogey hole or just you're holding on for par if they want to tuck that hole location in the front right of the screen. 
All right, moving on now to probably the most famous hole at LACC, which is the sixth hole. And the sixth hole is a 330-yard par four. Uh, it's pretty much an ultimate risk-reward hole. Uh, if you guys are able to watch on the Spotify video stream, uh, you'll see that the hole bends pretty hard, almost 90 degrees, kind of around the corner as dogleg right. And the green is nestled up on a little hill with you know a deep bunker in front of the green, deep bunker behind the green, and the green almost completely surrounded by very, very thick, not even rough, it's more just like natural area and tufts of grass and really gnarly stuff that players will not want to hit out of. And if they do hit out of, will not be able to get close to the hole most likely. So I say this is an ultimate risk reward hole because players can be tempted into driving the green, uh, which has happened before. So players can't see the green from the tee because there's a hill on the right side of the hole that blocks them um, from being able to see the green. So there are these tufted trees on top of that little hill on the right and if players hit a driver up over that, uh, up over those trees, they can theoretically get it on the green and give themselves a look for eagle. The only issue is, like I said, going long is pretty much dead because the green slopes hard from back to front, and there's those native grasses over the green. Being short, also not great because you have a really deep bunker with some difficult grass, and you've got all of that native grass in kind of the front left of the green. Um, so the reward is great if you hit a great shot. Uh, you can hit a great shot and get a little bit unlucky and end up in a really, really bad spot too. So I think we'll see a mixture of players going for it and laying up depending on the weather conditions on a given day in the tournament. But, you know, I think we'll see a lot of players, you know, hit a long iron or a hybrid or something out to the corner of the hole and leave themselves a good, a good yardage in. Um, if you do bail out a little bit right, uh, there is a kind of a collection area over there if you're going for the green. So there's some fairway over there and you can open up a shot into the green uh, from the right side, if you're willing to take on some risk, but not all the risk of going for the green directly. So I'm curious to see if players will ultimately decide to make that decision at all. Uh, one note, I mentioned the 2017 Ryder Cup was hosted here at LACC. Spider Miller, who was the captain of the U.S. team that year, he told all his players, don't go for the green on six. Don't be tempted into it. Just lay up and get to a good yardage. Uh, obviously, the players have no such restrictions this time around. Uh, they have no coach telling them what to do. So we'll see who goes for the green. But I think a lot of it will depend on uh, on weather conditions. But this is the hole that I'm probably most excited to, to watch this time around. All right. So we move on from number six, which is, again, probably a par 3.5. You know, we'll see a lot of birdies at that hole. And then we move on to the par 3 seventh hole, which is a 284-yard par 3. Um, and so I think like we saw with number one and two, we got two holes that are par 4.5 and one's a par five, one's a par four. We've got two holes that are par 3.5 and one is a par four and one is a par three with number six and seven. Um, so number seven is such a long par three at two, almost 290 yards that with certain hole locations and tee boxes, it can actually be played by the members as a par four. So very versatile, obviously, uh, kind of a unique structure of, uh, of LACC, again, like I mentioned before, is kind of the flexibility of a lot of these holes. I think on a lot of these holes, par is almost irrelevant um, because they're just golf holes to be played in as few shots as possible. And in this case, when you have a 290-yard par three, you know, a bogey might not be a bad score. Just like on the first hole, an easy par five, a par might be a bad score. Um, so par is almost irrelevant, which I think is kind of a cool thing. Uh, and, and this hole really helps to explore that a, a little bit. But um, it's cool because the barranca that I mentioned earlier actually cuts diagonally across this hole, basically from the left side, and then it goes up and closer to the green on the right side where it feeds into a large bunker that is kind of off to the right-hand side of the green. 
Uh, there is ample fairway short of this green, so players can leave their ball short if they want to and chip up onto the green, but this will be a fun hole to watch. Um, they, they won't play as a par four during the U.S. Open. It will only play as a par three, but it's going to be an awfully long one, so I'm curious to see if we'll see some players maybe trying to run three woods and even drivers up into the green, given that it's so long. So it'll be a fun one to keep your eye on. Okay, almost done with the front nine here. Moving on to number eight. Uh, number eight is a really, really cool hole. Uh, there are two trees, basically, that you have to hit your tee shot through. So you guys have got these two giant trees on either side that you have to thread your tee shot directly through. The fairway, the first part of the fairway slopes really hard from left to right. Um, and so if you hit a little fade off the tee, you can kind of bring your ball back down to the right side of the fairway. Um, the only issue is if you go too far right, there are some trees and there's some branca down there. So you don't want to be too far right off the tee shot. Uh, because then you'll find yourself in a pretty precarious situation, unable to hit your next shot. But you basically want to be as far right in the fairway as you can without going into the hazard, uh, because the next shot, the hole basically, the branca cuts across the middle of the hole. So players will hit over the branca on their second shot, um, but the hole basically turns hard to the left. And so the branca goes all the way at the left side of the hole in the second half of the hole after being on the right in the first half of the hole. Uh, and the whole dog legs off to the left, along with the curve of the branca. So players are going to want to hit fades on their tee shots and curve the ball to the right, get it in the right side of the fairway, and then they're going to have to curve their second shots to the left, um, back into the green on the left side. So this is a great example of how this hole will require players to hit different shots. You're going to have to hit the ball curving one way off the tee, and then the ball curving another way into the green. So I think this is a hole where we'll see some real creativity happen. Now, watching the video flyover of this hole, it looks really hard. Um, you know, if you go too far left off the tee, you're going to be blocked out by trees, and you have to hit over trees and over the branca to get back in the fairway. Like I said before, if you go too far right off the tee, you're in big trouble. Um, if you go left on the approach shot, you're going to end up in the branca. Uh, again, a lot of sand in there, a lot of uneven grasses in there, not a place you want to be hitting your third shot out of, especially with a delicate wedge. Uh, up on the right side, uh, of the hole and the approach shot, you got this giant hill. It's covered in those native tufted grasses again. So not a place you want to miss. Um, so this is a hole, you know, if, if players had a good tee shot, they can probably go for the green in two. And we'll see some players make birdies and eagles here. But it's a hole where you can very easily get out of position. Uh, and being out of position here, again, if your angle is off, it's going to be that much harder for you to get your next shot back on track, which is one of the cool things about uh, George Thomas layout. So I'm curious to see how that unfolds, but this is a hole I will also definitely have my eye on as one that players can either make some really low scores or also some really high scores. All right, we are finally moving on to our last hole, the front nine, and it is a par three at, measured at 171 yards. It is the third par three on the front nine, uh, which is pretty cool. And this is a fun hole because it actually comes up out of the ravine. So like I mentioned before, the first hole and the 18th hole and the ninth hole are on this plateau. Uh, and I think there might be a few other holes in the back nine that also end up on the plateau. Uh, Caleb will go through the back nine and he'll share a bit more about that. Um, but regardless, the second hole through the eighth hole, all played down in a ravine, down with the branca weaving in and out of the holes. The ninth hole, you're actually hitting up out of the ravine <clears throat> onto the green, which is sitting up on the plateau near the clubhouse and near the first hole. Um, <clears throat> so this is a long, skinny green. There's a bunker on the left and the right side of the green. Um, if there is pretty much ample space to miss the pin, either short or long, uh, just given the fact that the green is so, so, so long from back to front, um, <coughs> excuse me, there are some, uh, 
some some subtle contours in the green, but this is one where again it's a medium length par three. Players are hitting uphill. I think we'll see some players be able to hit some shots close into the screen um, and make some birdies here. I would expect this to play as one of the easier par threes in the course, uh, given that some of them are really long otherwise. Thanks, Drew, for taking us through the front nine, and I will pick up here on the tenth hole and take us through the back nine. So we start on a pretty short par four, 10th hole, but you have a, a right to left sloping fairway. Um, so players are gonna wanna challenge the, the right side to not run through into the rough on the left. Um, the problem is there's a pretty big fairway bunker complex on the right. And in order to get a good angle into this green, you'll need to challenge those bunkers, um, which at LACC, those are real hazards. You'll have some uh, barranca and also some pretty soft fairway bunkers that uh, will will probably plug. Um, the The sand is so soft. Uh, we're hearing from the from the players that have played their practice rounds. The green slopes from back to front. So once players hit their approach shot, they're going to want to be sure that they're below the hole. We've mentioned that a couple times in these course uh, breakdowns, especially when we talked about Augusta National. It's so important to be below the hole, especially when these greens get firm and fast. If you have a putt that goes downhill, it's really hard to stop, and you can really make a mess on the greens uh, in, a, in a hurry. So the next hole, par three 11th. It's the longest hole, uh, longest par three on the, on the card at 290 yards, but it plays downhill. So it takes about 20 yards off the shot. So we're thinking about 270 to the middle of the green and about 240, uh, 250 to the front. Now this, it, it might not be as long as the seventh hole, but it's kind of sitting up a little bit um, so that it, it falls off on three sides. So players are gonna uh, have to be pretty precise with these long irons coming into the green. They can use uh, this, the, there's a landing area short left of the green that they can use to funnel towards the, the back pin locations. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays into this hole that makes it a little easier for the players. Um, or if chipping from that front section uh, is, is not as, as easy as we might think. So moving on to the 12th hole, you know, this is sort of the last reprieve for the players. It's a really short par, par four, <clears throat> only 380 yards. And the holes, the, the six holes remaining are all very difficult. They all have teeth to them. So this is, in some ways, your last real shot at, at birdie, um, at least one that you can count on uh, for the rest of the round. So this will be an interesting hole to pay attention to uh, once we get into the weekend and players start making their move, especially late on a Sunday, going through the 12th hole. This is one that they'll probably be pretty aggressive on with their 
tee shots and approach shots. It, <clears throat> it is a blind tee shot and it's the narrowest or one of the narrowest fairways on the course. So that does uh, make the hole a little bit more difficult and, but it is a, a fairly wide green um, and, it, and it's much deeper than say the, the sixth hole, which is wide, but not very deep. This has a lot more depth to it, uh, but it is guarded all along the front by a, a big greenside bunker. And again, these greenside bunkers are very soft. The rough around them is very, very thick. Uh, they're true hazards. So uh, that's something to pay, pay attention to on the 12th hole. While it is a pretty good birdie chance, it is not uh, necessarily a walk in the park. This, so that brings us to the 13th hole, and this is probably my favorite hole on the course. It's a pretty long par four, uh, but from the tee box, you can see straight down the fairway and you can see the green. It's a relatively large green. The problem is it, the, the view from the tee box kind of fools you into thinking uh, you have a false sense of security. This, the fairway slopes uh, in the landing area very severely uh, left to right. We've seen some videos coming from the practice rounds where players are dropping their ball on the right side of the fairway, and it just rolls all the way down into the rough. So players, especially players that play a fade off the tee, this is going to be a, a real problem for them. Uh, they're going to have to keep their ball on the left side of the fairway if they want to have a good shot into this green. If the ball rolls down to the right side of the fairway or even into the rough or the fairway bunker that's on the, on the right side, the tee shot is blind. So you, or sorry, the approach shot is blind. You can't see the green and that makes it a whole lot more difficult to know where you're hitting. And also, you know, have a, have a, a good chance at birdie on this hole. So players that play the proper shot to the left side of the fairway have maybe a mid mid iron into the, into this green, they might have a good shot at birdie, but it's also a, a hole that can get away from you pretty quickly. So now to the par five 14th hole. This is the longest hole on the course at 623 yards. Most notably about this hole, the Playboy Mansion is on the other side of the uh, uh, property fence from the tee box. There are videos you can hear uh, the monkeys from the Hugh Hefner Zoo from, from the 14th tee box. It's a really long hole. Players are going to have to watch out for the bunkers. Players that can't carry them are going to have to uh, maybe play a, a shorter club. Once you get to the green, it's it slopes off really severely uh, on both the back and the right-hand side. There is a little bit of um, kind of a landing area on the left side of this green, uh, sort of by the 15th uh, tee box. But there's also a bunker right there as well. And we've talked about at length how these bunkers around the greens are, are no joke. So now going to the 15th hole, this, this rivals the 13th as 
one of my favorite holes on the course. It's only 124 yards, which might make you think, wow, this is might be one of the easier holes on the course. But this green is so oddly shaped. Um, you have a, a pretty big section on the back left-hand side, but there's a little bit of a 10-yard wide tongue that comes out uh, on the right-hand side. And this hole can play as short as 80 yards for the players. And a lot of people are anticipating that short right pin location on, on Sunday, which would be awesome. For that shot, players are going to have to they, – they have a landing spot of uh, 10 yards. And by Sunday, these greens are going to be super firm and fast. It plays downwind, so that means that the, the angle uh, the ball is coming in on uh, is going to be lower, so, and it's going to have less spin, so it's much harder to stop. And if it skips back into the bunker behind this lip, uh, that is going to be a really, really difficult shot. Same thing if players come up short. Ricky Fowler actually said that if they put a pin in this location, you will purposefully miss the green to sort of a, a layup area, and that will actually give him an uphill chip um, and it'll basically just accept par on this hole. Other pin locations might have this hole play a little bit easier. Uh, but this, there, there are some contours to the screen, and again, bunker the bunker on the left hand side goes all the way around, um, so it, it's a pretty pretty difficult hole if you miss miss the green. Holes sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen are all really difficult par fours. Sixteen is the longest of the three at five hundred and forty two yards. The main features of this fairway, there's a, a, a complex of bunkers on the right-hand side, and then a couple bunkers on the left as well. Players are going to um, want to approach this green. There's a bunker that is short and right of the green that players are going to want to avoid, as well as uh, long of this green. There's some pretty thick and nasty stuff. If it if uh, as the bunker or as, as the green rather uh, rolls off to the back, it is a downhill uh, tee shot, so that does take away some of the the distance of the shot. Um, but nonetheless, this is going to be the start of the the ending stretch here. That is going to be pretty difficult. The seventeenth hole is also a, a downhill tee shot, five hundred and twenty yard par four. The tee shot is outlined uh, by sycamore trees on either side uh, down uh, down the fairway. And then it opens up a little bit as you get into the actual fairway. Once you get to the green, the left side is all protected by some bunkers with really, really thick rough. And there's a, a barranca that goes all the way down the right side of this hole from the tee box all the way to the green. And we've talked about how the Barranca is 
uh, kind of a wild card. You could end up with a, a decent lie and a look to the hole, or you could end up with absolutely no play at all. It's a complete guessing game coming out of the of, of the Barranca. Uh, so that is one of the features of, of the 17th hole. And that brings us to the 18th hole, which in a way sort of mirrors the first hole. It's a 492-yard par 4. Now we said the first hole is a par 5, but it's a relatively easy par 5. plays more as a par 4.5. Here, it's sort of the same thing, except in the, in the reverse. It's a par 4, but pretty difficult, maybe par 4.5. Um, where par four, uh, a four probably wins the hole, but it's not necessarily guaranteed um, that uh, five is a bad score. The green is, uh, they say, it's sort of shaped like a catcher's mitt. There are bunkers on both the left and right side of this green. Players are going to want to hug the uh, right side of this fairway to get a good angle into this green, so to sort of take out some of the uh, the bunker hazards that they would have to deal with on this hole. It runs per, uh, a parallel to the first hole, um, and there there is some of that uh, barranca uh, on the far right side of the fairway uh, if players get into trouble. So that's the back nine. There's a lot of difficult holes in this finishing stretch. Once, like like we said, once we once you get past twelve, it's pretty difficult coming in. So this is going to be a great test for the players. There's lots of variety, some uh, difficult par fours, shorter par fours, long par threes, short par threes. There's just it has, LACC has it all, and it's going to be a great week to watch the U.S. Open. Hope you all enjoy.